G'day, I'm Alan Gray and this is Gippsland Showcase Podcast, a daily podcast showcasing the wonderful region of Gippsland with events, places of interest, peoples of interest, plus news happening around the area, all situated here in the southeastern part of Victoria, from the north of the region to the south of the region, from the east of the region to the west of the region. And if you can believe it, we're at the end of the month already, it's Friday 31st of April 2021. Let's grab the top temperatures around the region today and first of all Phillip Island 21, a real 21 degrees and Wontaggi also on 21 degrees. And Latrobe Valley, Druin, Turalgan, Leangatha and Warrigal all expecting 23 degrees. Sale can expect 22 degrees. Wilson's Promontory 17 degrees. Mount Borbore 13 degrees. And Maui will expect 24 degrees. And Benzal, Orbost, Malakuta and Omeo can expect 21 degrees. And Lakes Entrance 20 degrees. And now what top temperatures can we expect over the weekend? Well, Phillip Island at 22 on Saturday, 20 on Sunday. Real 23 on Saturday and 21 on Sunday. Same for Wanthaggy with 23 on Saturday and 21 on Sunday. For the Trove Valley, Saturday and Sunday 24 degrees. Sale, Saturday and Sunday 24 degrees. Druin, 24 degrees on Saturday, 23 degrees on Sunday. Tarragon, 24 degrees Saturday and Sunday. Wilson's Promontory, 19 degrees for both Saturday and Sunday. Mount Borbore, 13 degrees on Saturday and Sunday. Lee and Gatha, 24 degrees on Saturday, 23 degrees on Sunday. Maui, quite high there, 25 degrees on Saturday and 25 degrees on Sunday. Warrigal, 24 degrees on Saturday and 23 degrees on Sunday. And Benzar can expect 25 degrees on both Saturday and Sunday. So Maui and Benzar taking out the prize for top temperatures over the weekend. Orbost, 24 degrees on Saturday and Sunday. Lakes Entrance, 22 degrees on Saturday, 23 degrees on Sunday. Malakuda, 23 degrees on Saturday and Sunday. And Omeo, 21 degrees for both Saturday and Sunday. Well, with May 1 tomorrow, yes, that's right, another new month starts tomorrow. Um, it's not just May 1, but also known as May Day. Now, we've heard May Day as in the distress call May Day. It's the word used around the world to make distress call via radio communications. May Day signals a life-threatening emergency, usually a ship or on a plane, or although it may be used in a variety of other situations. Procedure calls for the Mayday distress signal to be said three times in a row, Mayday. But there's another type of Mayday, and it's like this, so it's, it's a public holiday, it's a European public holiday, and you usually celebrate on the 1st of May, uh, on the 1st of May, or the first Monday of May. Now, it's an ancient festival or spring, and as I said, a current traditional spring holiday in many European cultures, with dancers, singing, and Cake are usually part of the festivities. In 1889, May Day was chosen as the date for International Workers' Day by the Socialists and Communists of Second International to commemorate of the Second International to commemorate the Haymarket Affair in Chicago. 
International Workers' Day is also called May Day, but it is a different celebration from the traditional May Day. And, um, well, one thirty have jumped on board with this, and I'm and I'm joined in the I'm joined on the line by Jessica uh, Jessica Harrison from the one thirty branch of the Australian Unemployed Workers Union, which um, I've I cannot say I've actually heard of that union, but um, they're actually getting behind the celebration of May Day. And Jessica joins me on the line now. Jessica Harrison, welcome to uh, Gippsland Showcase podcast and to talk about May Day. How are you going? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I've just given a bit of an introduction about what May Day is all about, like the public holiday in the European culture. And, and um, it, it chosen as a date for International Workers' Day by the Socialists and Communists. It's something I've never really actually heard of. In fact, um, just tell, give us a bit of your background because I um, introduced you as from the, uh, just remind me, the the, the Wontake Branch of Unemployed Workers' Union, which is another, something, something else I've never heard of. So just start. Uh, right, okay. Yeah. yeah. Growing because, of course, as your listeners would know, the number of people unemployed or underemployed is growing. So, yeah, I mean, but basically, if you, if you want to talk about May Day, you're really going back to the 19th century. So, with the yeah. growing movement, which was actually inspired by a lot of events that happened in Australia, for example, a strike of stonemasons leading up to the campaign for the eight hour day. The so first of May is, is tied in with the eight hour day. People were working 12 hours in the horrific working conditions. Yeah. And so the idea came up, eight hours of recreation, eight hours of work, and eight hours of rest. So that's that's the gist of it. But, of course, it wasn't an easy, easy battle. It took the most early actions by the Stone Nations. It took 30 years for until the big Chicago rally, which was actually the catalyst for the declaration of the 8-hour day where people went yep. on struggle. Yep. And then in Australia, it was 1916 before the 8-hour day was officially proclaimed. Well, of course, these days, you have people um, working from home. You have you have people on call t- almost 24 hours a day. You have emails flying in in the middle of the night. And you also, I heard recently from a friend who works for a bank, he said, they can actually tell you're on call on your computer all the time. They can oh. tell if your keyboard is active, right? There's no privacy so anymore. There's no privacy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, and so they, they've got their computer set up at home, but, you know, their boss can tell if they're at the computer actually tapping at the keys. Mm. So basically all that eats away at the sort of the right and the, the sort of successes of the 8-hour day movement. But, it, but we haven't forgotten, and really... You can thank unions for the weekend, for example. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, people would have really been working like seven days a week with a little bit of time off to go to church on Sunday. So, and of course... The well, I, I, I think that does sort of happen now. Like, I mean, you've got to look at farmers' lives. They work seven days a week, and if they go to church, they, can, they go to church, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's right. I mean, there are plenty of exceptions to this, but I suppose in the, in the majority of the sort of organised... Um, working class, you do have a sort of a bit of an acceptance that we can't really work ourselves to death and we have got 
we have got rights if we're organised. Now, there's a bit of a solidarity statement someone sent me through for Saturday, the first of May, at our rally in Wasabi. Yep, so this is all for tomorrow, all for tomorrow, yep. That's right. Yep. I'll read it out. It says, we are union. We stand united as part of a great movement of workers. Our diversity is our strength. Our solidarity is our power. We respect and take care of each other. Prejudice and discrimination have no place in our movement. We rise together. Today and every day we commit ourselves to achieving justice, fairness, equality and dignity for all workers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that much sums it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, why one thingy? Ah, right, one thingy. Well, we haven't had a branch here. <laughs> That's why, really. But particularly because we are looking back at the history of one thingy, which was... A large town in, in the early days of Victoria, in fact, it was one of the largest, um, um, not counting Melbourne. And that's because there was, of course, the, new, the big coal miner here. Mm-hmm. And so you had regular rallies of, um, where the miners were standing up for their rights. Yeah. They were working in often terrible conditions, dangerous conditions, mm-hmm. under, underground. So they would rally, but also they would join in the rallies that happened in Melbourne and that's okay, where yeah, yeah. Um, we have some um, documentation but a lot of those um, those miners, families are still alive and we'll be meeting them on, on May Day and they will hopefully share some of their reminiscences about the old days of one day. But I can tell you that there will be May Day rallies probably will be something happening in around Morewell to Algon because there yeah. is a labor, um, Trades and Labor Council Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and it, and as um as I sort of alluded to before, it is an international movement. Yes. So you might have the sort of state-run um, May Days, which are run by the sort of Russian and um, Chinese states, which yep. we sort of tend to discount because they're sort of pretty much compulsory. <laughs> um, yeah. But but if you go back to again, um, what people have actually fought for, it, it's freedom as well as the right to work it, which unfortunately people in, in those countries don't have. Oh, okay, yeah. Alright, well, if you're coming along to one of these, what can we, what can we, well, you've said a little bit what we can expect, what, what, what other things can we uh, expect? Okay, well, I have to have snaffled a couple of great musicians who are part of the, in, they're called the Indie Born Jam. Oh, okay. They have a big, big brass band, but um, there's a couple of them coming along on the first of May um, to the rally we're having at 11 in Wontaggy yep. and we're going to be singing a few songs such as Solidarity Forever okay, and yep. uh, they actually offered to sing a load of songs but we haven't got too much time <laughs> You had to whittle down the list a little bit obviously The mine whistle in Wontaggy is where we're meeting yeah. yeah. and then then we're going off to have lunch at the Workingman Club Okay, um, quite quite a good place on a day like that. On a day like yeah, that, lunch, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was a little bit worried about the weather, but apparently it's going to be amazing weather. So. I do believe that the weekend everywhere is probably going to be amazing, and more into next week is going to go pear shaped. So we've got a good weekend. That's the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have had these rallies a couple of years running in um, in Wasagi, so apart from COVID, we had them. So we've always had good weather. Yeah. But yeah, more a case of people getting together and. You know, there were people who came up to one of our rallies in Wonsaggy on May Day and talked about the bad conditions in some of the nervous states mm-hmm. where people were getting exploited because they might have been on temporary visas. Yeah. They weren't getting paid the proper rate. Mm-hmm. And um, as we know, you know, these places slipped through and, 
and there's also a little bit of an issue with hospitality workers not getting um, proper shifts. So they yeah. Well, there's a little bit of a legality there, I think. Don't you have to be minimum three hours to be working, or...? Oh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, there's a legality in this, what they can get away with, and that's sort of really what Mayday's about, trying to sort of fight for your rights, which are established, yep. Yep. and and make sure that people, whether they're working um, on a farm where they get up at 4 a.m. to get the cows going, or... Don't remind me, that brings back such horrid memories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, of course, if you're unemployed, you have to constantly justify yourself to these job agencies, which we yeah. have got to And that's not, get, that's not a very easy task in itself anymore because there's, there's, there's too much demand, really. Oh, well, I mean, the, the, the sort of really undermining thing is that the, those job agencies make money every time they actually ring you up to hassle you about something. Yeah, and... Instead, they should only really be making money if they can actually find your job. That's my theory, but well, that's, that's, a to- that's a topic for another day, anyway. Well, I'm happy to talk on that. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> I'll, I'll note that down. <laughs> but anyway, we've got the Australian Unemployed Workers Union got around the country. It's got about sixteen thousand members, and and we're just really again for standing up for our rights. We want jobs, but we don't want to get hassled and we don't want to get our, our money taken away from it just because we haven't turned up to something that really isn't a job. Yeah, that's uh, yeah because um, all these appointments do take away from the actual job seeking. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, uh, Jessica, all the best with that to you and I presume you have a team behind you organising this. Um, yeah. about three people and a dog but anyway <laughs> well uh, the dog's probably the hard worker is it? <laughs> oh yeah the dog keeps all on the go yeah <laughs> so look all the best to you and uh, whoever you've got helping you and uh, just hope it's a good turnout for you as you, as you mark this day and yep. um, very interested to see how, how it goes and um, get some photos from the day or something I certainly will be taking photos yes yeah. alright hey Jessica thanks very much Okay, thanks for having me. Bye. Jessica Harrison from the Wanthaggy branch of the Australian Unemployed Workers Union talking about the marking of May Day tomorrow, the 1st of May. Um, and sounds like some uh, powerful messages to get out there when it comes to all things work-wise. And uh, she says she thinks there may be uh, an event, uh, event organising more ball. Um, but this one's happening in Wanthaggy tomorrow, May Day, and you can search the Wanthaggy branch uh, Australian Unemployed Workers Union on Facebook for more details. Let's grab some news headlines and first of all from the Lakes Post on Wednesday 28th of April. The soil tests are done, the roadworks have started, and it's all go for the newest enterprise in Lakes Entrance. The major development of a petrol, retail and associated convenience service has begun at the corner of Golf Links Road and Princess Highway. It really wasn't until two weeks ago that I relaxed with the final forms, permits and plans stamped and approved by the East Gippsland Shire Council, Bass Strait Views Director and Shareholder Ben Gazzardi said. The whole complex will be second to none. It will be the most modern development in East Gippsland. 
will initially consist of retail fuel, a convenience store with a big focus on food and an, and an automatic boat and car wash. The comp complex will be operated by a mobile-branded mobile wholesaler who has businesses across Australia. From the Snowy River Mail on Wednesday 28th of April, and the threat of climate change means that forest management must become more cleverer in, de in determining where, when to do fuel reduction burning, according to a senior East Gippsland fire expert. Gary Squires, a former Gippsland forest manager who is now a consultant, said there was a lot of talk about climate change and the reduced w window of opportunity for burning. I'm a great believer that the climate change issue means we must be smarter in finding what that window of opportunity, he said, citing one example. If you're going to burn in March and things are drier than they used to be, then instead of lighting at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you light at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Mr. Squires was addressing a group, of, a group, a group tour of East Gippsland's forests which were burnt in the huge 2019-2020 bushfires. The group consisted of architects, builders, forest growers, community activists and fire managers. Also from the Snowy River Mail on Wednesday 28th of April, and Broadening Horizons uh, has run for eight years at Albus Secondary College and is entering its first year in the primary school space in Albus District with Marlow Primary School and Albus North Primary School being the first to take up the reins. The program facilitates partnerships between schools and industry for the benefit of the students wherein they receive high quality career education and mentoring in on an authentic real world or wicked, um, or wicked problem. Grade 5 and 6 students at Marlow Primary School have now launched their program with East Gippsland Catchment Management Authority last Wednesday. From the Bensdale Advertiser on Wednesday 28th of April and Dalson's Building Centre will vacate its Dalmahoy Del Street home in the next 12 months moving to a new complex on Forge Creek Road. The news announced on Monday night by John Dalson at a function in Dalson's Garden Centre means Dalson's trade box business and the company's roof trust plant in East Gippsland will be relocated to 108 Forge Creek Road. The new complex adjacent to the racecourse will encompass 7,000 square metres undercover and another 7,000 square metres for outdoor activities. It will enable us to consolidate and improve our operations significantly, Mr. Darson said. The capital expenditure at Forge Creek Road is estimated between seven and eight million dollars. Mr. Darson was quick to point out that the existing garden centre and cafe would remain at Dalmahoy Street. He said Darson's had approached Harvey Norman and Kmart to use a vacant site, but negotiations had failed. Also for the Benzale Advertiser and the St Vincent de Paul uh, Society Victoria, Vinnie's Victoria, has officially opened its new and expanded assistance centre in Benzale, 92 McLeod Street. The move has come due to an increase in demand for welfare services and assistance following the bushfires as local volunteer members have helped the community recover during the past year. A special event was held at the centre last Friday to which state and local representatives of Vinnie's Victoria 
members of the community and dignitaries attended. The building was blessed, uh, was blessed. the facilities explained, and local Gurnai Kurnai uh, artist Bradley Brown unveiled and discussed his beautiful artwork created especially for the centre, featuring the blue wren, which is native to the area and significant to the local Indigenous community. From the Gippsland Times today, Friday, April 30th, and about 1,110 uh, 1, jobs will be lost if native forest and logging cease immediately in Wellington East Gippsland Shires. The figure comes from a specialist economic impact consultant engaged by the Wellington and East Gippsland Shire Councils. This number includes direct and indirect jobs ranging from forestry contractors to transport, company workers through to employees at shops where timber workers spend their money. In Wellington Shire alone, this could have a devastating effect on the local econ economy as forestry is a major employer. In particular, Hayfield and Yarram would bear the brunt of the impact and it presents a significant challenge for local government to make the best of a difficult situation. And from the Latrobe Valley Express on Thursday the 29th of April, and Gippsland Water is upgrading Mo part of Moe's water network to ensure ongoing reliability for its customers. The works will involve replacing a section of old water main attached to the bridge, bet bridge between Anzac Street and Lloyd Street in Moe at the major Moe roundabout. The Anzac Street water main was first installed in the 1940s and feeds water between the north and south parts of Moe. The $700,000 project will commence in mid to late June, uh, May 2021 and is scheduled to be completed by late July. Careful planning has, has taken place with VicTrack, V-Line and Regional Roads Victoria to ensure minimal disruption to customers, particularly during business hours. Also from the Latrobe Valley Express, uh, Thursday the 29th of April, and changes to Victorian rental laws ha last month could make private rental no longer a realistic option for vulnerable and, disadv and disadvantages communities in the, Latrobe, in, the, in the valley across regional Victoria and across regional Victoria. Support services within the valley say that changes to rental laws will end up hurting disadvantaged and lower income renters the, uh, the most, with price increases and a limiting supply of rental properties likely to price out vulnerable communities. Experts say these communities will be most affected by changes such as lifting of the uh, moratorium on evictions to private rentals, changes to coronavirus supplements like JobKeeper which ended in March and the resuming of rent increases which were on hold during the coronavirus pandemic. Outside events happening, and it's the Avon Village Fair Day and Market as part of the Shakespeare on the River Festival in Stratford. And the, 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 the theme for the festival is Thrones of Shakespeare, and it's on Sunday, this Sunday, this coming Sunday, May 2nd, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Hobson Street in Stratford. Entry is free to the public, 
and 2021 will feature at the fair children's games on the village green local stalls and demonstrations street performers exhibitions and buskers instrumental and local ensembles and the Evan Village Fair Day Market is a brilliant opportunity for local businesses and individuals to have their products displayed and get involved in an excellent community festival. And they would love you to dress up both yourself or your store to enhance yourself in the entire festival experience. And to register your, register your stall, you can review the 2021 Fair Day Storeholder Guidelines. Complete and submit the online, applica online application and make payment where applicable to and, and for that you see the 2021 Fair Day Storeholder Guide for Terms and Conditions. There's the East Gippsland Winter Festival coming up June 19th to July the 11th and in preparation for it there's a free community lantern making workshop in Bruthen. Uh, a couple of them actually, and you can make your own lantern to carry in the parade for the Bruzen Winter Solstice Fest, uh, for the Winter Solstice Fire and Light event, and help light up the main street of Bruzen as for the Eskip's own Winter Festival. Experienced local artists will be holding free community workshops at the Mechanics Hall in Bruzen on Friday, May 14th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., and Saturday, 15th of May, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's great fun for people of all ages and abilities that bring the whole family. All materials provided, bring your own, bring your lantern to the parade on Saturday, June 19. There's the Churchill May Day Market. The Churchill May Day Market is on Saturday, May 1, that's tomorrow, from 9am to 1pm. Craft stalls upstairs in the Churchill Town Hall. Free sausage sizzles at Hazelwood Village and West Place Shopping Centres. Free face painting and music at the shops. Have your have your number plates secured with anti-theft screws by neighbourhood by neighbourhood watch watch for for a small donation. Uh, shopping shopping voucher giveaways to randomly selected retail customers. There is also the Yanar Memorial Hall market to be held on Sunday, May second, nine a.m. to one p.m. at the hall. Entry is by a gold coin donation. It is an indoor-outdoor market with more than 30 stalls, crafts and produce, coffee van, sausage sizzle, poffages, cupcakes and slices, jams and spreads, honey, plants, children's wear, platters, jewellery, handmade bags, candles and oils and the list goes on. Vintage cars and machinery, music and most importantly free face painting for the children. Once again that's the Yanar Memorial Hall Market to be held on this Sunday May 2nd 9am to 1pm. Entry once again by a cold by gold coin donation. And not this Sunday but the Sunday after the Rosedale Country Market and it's on the old school Princess Street Reserve and is on every second Sunday of the month. So that makes the next market, as I said, not the same, but next Sunday, the 9th of May. Hot food, hot and cold drinks, produce, art and craft, uh, uh, upcycled goods, music, demonstrate, music, demonstrations and kids activities. Gates open at 6am for stallholders, buskers welcome and bookings and 
For new storeholders are now being taken. For inquiries, phone 51992818 or mobile 0427-522-787. Rosedale Fire Brigade will be selling the Captain and Koala toy for 1995 at the barbecue area. I'm Alan Gray, and that's all there is for today's edition of Gippsland Showcase Podcast for Friday the 30th of April 2021. Don't forget you can hear this daily podcast all over again. It will be uploaded onto the Showcase Podcast Facebook page. Make sure you search and like the Gippsland Showcase Podcast page on Facebook. Each day's podcast is also available on podcast platforms such as Spotify and Google. Perhaps your friends or family outside the Gippsland area or know of any former Gippsland residents who are no longer in the area that may like to keep up to date with what is going on throughout Gippsland regarding news, events, places of interest and peoples of interest. Make sure you let them know how they can access this daily podcast. If you need to get in touch with me for anything, you can by sending a message to the Gippsland Showcase Podcast Facebook page or email at gippsandshowcasepodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. That's gipsandshowcasepodcast at gmail.com. You can also email me to subscribe free of charge this podcast as well. And as it is the weekend, have a safe weekend, a happy weekend, and I look forward to talking to you again on Monday.